All right, everybody. Um, welcome back to another episode of The Communitarian. And I'm here with Paula, one of my friends, better friends from Argentina. And um, yeah, we're going to have ourselves a little conversation today. Paula, do you want to kind of introduce yourself? Oh my God, I don't know what to say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we should start instead of like introducing myself, we should probably start by like saying how we met each other. Like, oh, true that. That's Would you like to tell that much. story? <laughs> I don't know if you like. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> I was saying that <laughs> I remember the first time that I saw you was at a rehearsal and I remember you had this great energy. You were super excited. You had great energy and you were super like bubbly and nice. And then people told me like, oh yeah, he's from the United States. You know, he's here like a semester. And I was like, wow, that's nice. And then I think we didn't actually talk because remember that like every, after rehearsals, people usually go for a drink or whatever, but I, I don't, <laughs> I usually don't hang yeah. out because I have to come back home and then I have, I used to like have classes back then. And then I think we actually became friends when we went on that trip. Yep. That's what I remember that we, that was the moment when we started actually talking. And it was kind of like around the time when you were about to like go back to, to the state. So we didn't really like hang out much, like a couple of times only, right? Yeah, no, it was only a few times. Cause like you said, that trip was like a month or a month and a half before I had to leave, I think. Exactly. And, so, and you were traveling. You, I think you were visiting Mendoza that weekend or something like that. Yep. And we were just, we traveled right by Mendoza, no? Yeah. That time when we went to the trip? Yeah. Where did we go? No, we didn't. It was here in Cordoba. I was in we were, Cordoba. Yeah. The thing is that it was it's over a, La Sierra Chicas, no? Exactly, yeah. exactly. It was fun. That was that was the only time that I did something like that with a choir, by the way. So. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I would never go. I I and I think that time I went because I was like, yeah, if I don't show up, you know, it's gonna be like, well, you're not part of the <laughs> choir anymore. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? That well, was no, it was a good time because then we had our concert and after we were just drinking wine and beer and uh, El Negro was freaking <laughs> playing the guitar and <laughs> doing all the folklore music. Yeah, yeah. And I remember you were super excited and watching and listening. You were so nice. Oh you God. are a very nice guy. Oh, my God. It was great. I actually recorded some of it, and occasionally I'll look back and just, like, listen to them sing and play the guitar and dance and stuff. <laughs> it's great. But it was great. It was a lot of fun. That's one thing I, I did love about Argentina, just, like, everybody was just having a good time all the time. <laughs> yeah do you feel like that's different like where you live uh yeah for sure. <laughs> uh yeah why how so um i mean personally it's like everything's a little more like about business here and mm -hmm. like you know we like drink and 
whatever, have a good time. But there's rarely ever like singing, dancing, playing of instruments type that you know. And I feel like that's really embedded in the Argentine culture, like especially dancing and you know, like live music, um, and a little less so. I don't know in the U.S. At least from my experience, like none of my friends or my parents or their friends do anything like that really. So, right. I feel like here in Argentina, like probably it is common, but it will also like kind of, it depends on who you're hanging out with. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Particularly that group of people was very much of that kind of lifestyle of like hanging out and having fun and drinking and eating, enjoying life like that way. But perhaps if you go to a different area or hang out with different people, it's going to be a different. Also, like you were in one, in my opinion, one of the best places to live in Argentina. So also, I think that has a lot um, to do with the the experience that you had here. Yeah, there was a lot of like very rich culture in in Cordoba, which exactly which I loved, and I'm I there's never a day that I regret going to Cordoba instead of like Buenos Aires or <laughs> like right. España, you know, proper. And just cause like, I mean, yeah, there's a culture there and it's different than the U S but like, I feel like Cordoba is like very much a unique and well-developed and preserved culture, I guess. Right. And like, you have a lot of people who, like me, came here to study and then decided to stay. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so there are a lot of different stories and people from very different, like, backgrounds. And it's super interesting. Super interesting. Do you keep in touch with your family here? Like, I remember your, let's say, mother here. <laughs> yeah. Um, occasionally, usually on holidays. I mean, they're busy. Like, I'm sure... Th- they still host students and stuff. Uh-huh. And so, um, gosh, I'm trying to think of their name. <laughs> uh, Marta was the, the grandmother and, oh my, I feel so bad. You don't remember her name? Remember. <laughs> It's fine. It's my fine. Mama Tika's name, or my me anfitriona. <laughs> she was super happy to have you. I remember that. Oh, Carla. Carla. Okay. Carla and Marta, and then my two brothers that are that I lived <laughs> with had uh, Benjamin and. Franco. Do you do you like talk to them every now uh, and then? I was never really close with uh, Franco necessarily, and Uh Benjamin had like he had Down syndrome, I believe, or some Uh form of Down syndrome. So like he couldn't, he wasn't audible, but I interacted with him, and he's super sweet. That's so nice. Eating sandwich <laughs> with jamon and queso and fresh bread. Ham but you and actually, cheese, I guess. For... But you actually like chose to come here. Like I didn't know that part. Like you could have 
chosen Spain or something like that? Yeah, so I could have gone like to Santiago or Buenos Aires or Costa Rica, like San Jose or Spain. And I was like, Cordova, like I want to go in the middle of the fucking country <laughs> and just like where nobody can speak English, hopefully, so <laughs> I can get better at Spanish. Plus, I had no idea what I was getting myself into, which was kind of exciting <laughs> to me because I exactly. was like, I don't know like what the culture is going to be like. I don't know what the food's going to be like. I don't know anything about this place, but I was like, that makes it all the more exciting right right i was gonna ask you that like if you like did some research or something like that before you came or if you were just like okay i'm just gonna go and see what happens it was mostly just like oh i've never heard of this place before i really want to go there <laughs> <laughs> and plus it was like i did look i did a little bit of research and i noticed that it was like central in the country and i was like oh well That makes it convenient right. if I want to try to travel, which I did try to travel as much as I could. But um, it was it was much better than I bargained for. Like, I guess I don't know what I was expecting, but it was That's a so great, great experience. Yeah, because I, I, I feel like my experience when I went to the United States was different. Like I knew too much, perhaps, about the United States. Yeah, so so. Where did you go in the U.S. then? I was I mean, I three remember. months. I, yeah. <laughs> I spent three months in Avalon, which is an island, uh -huh. very close to California. And that was something that was already very uh, shocking that people in the United States, like, didn't know it. They didn't know about it. Like, well, oh, is that here? You know, usually, like, I would go... <laughs> I remember being in New York and then people being like, oh, is that here? Where is that? You know? And I was like, wow, like it's not very popular here, Avalon. And then whenever I hear it, if I ever do hear it, like that people talk about it, uh, now that I'm back, I feel so excited because it feels like, I guess you have the same impression about like um, your experience here in, in Cordoba. Like probably if people mention it, you feel like it's part of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you take on a little bit of that. Exactly. Identity. Exactly. So it feels like, oh, Avalon, it feels like kind of like it was my home. It was actually my home for three months. And mm -hmm. it was actually very important to me because that was the first time that I was actually like financially independent, let's say. Yeah. Um, and it really like gave me that push because I had always wanted to be financially independent so when I came back and you know that here it's kind of difficult mm -hmm. <laughs> and when I came back I was like I had all the energy and I had that push of like I have to do it I can do it you know I already um have experienced that when I was in the state so I kind of felt like I could do it um but it was it was very different because I had a lot of expectations and um I knew what to like expect from the culture, the people, the place. And the the best parts was when something that I didn't expect to happen happened. That was a, the best part for me. Yeah. When, uh, yeah, when you're not expecting something and that happens and 
Um, but a lot of people told me um, that if I really want to like learn about the culture and actually experience what the what, what your country is like, I need to go to not to New York, not to LA, but like other states. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's the same thing as, like, um, if I would have gone to Buenos Aires. Exactly. I wouldn't, I don't think I would have got a real taste of what the majority of Argentina's like, right? Exactly. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. And it's the same thing. And for me, I, I respect that. And I kind of, like, I want to go back and to the United States and have the, the chance to visit other places so that I actually know more um, because I definitely had that impression that, you know, like, especially New York was like so many people about um, like so many people from different countries, you know, like I didn't even feel like I was actually, uh, you know, I, like I didn't see a lot of people that I thought were from the United States. I think I saw like people from all over the world, but not really people from the United States. And that was something that was really shocking to me. Uh, probably didn't have the same experience in California. I feel like perhaps that was different, but um, but yeah, I loved it. I loved it. It was great. That's awesome. So did you came over with a week work visa then? Right, exactly. Yep. I, I think that like even the experience of like going to the U.S. embassy is already like that's where your trip begins, you know? Because mm -hmm. already so. you have. Yeah, you were going to say. Oh, uh, just I was curious, like how long did it take you to set up the work visa, apply, get accepted, all of that? Well, I think that I spent that year was like. I think probably in July I started actually doing the paperwork but it wasn't it wasn't really that difficult it was just like more like there there were many steps that you needed to like first you needed to sign some papers here in Argentina and then you could go to the embassy at some certain uh, time of the year um, but it was very simple actually that was one of the things that um, was very uh, surprising because I feel like here in Argentina, usually when you have to do paperwork, everything takes so much time <laughs> and you know that about so that. <laughs> and then I went to the embassy. I think I had scheduled for like 10 a.m. and I finished uh, at eight, like even like sooner. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was like, wow, I'm already feeling the United States, you know, <laughs> kind of like I love that about um the states that everything is so like paperwork is not really like painting the ass like you're in yeah. i will say that uh yeah the paperwork aspect of like tramite and all that stuff like <laughs> was a major pain in the butt for in terms of like <laughs> you know being a i had to like have a student visa I had to apply for that and renew it after three months and like it was it was a lot of trips to like government official offices and you know mailing stuff in and all that stuff it was a lot exactly it's very and i and i guess i was born and raised here so i'm used to it mm -hmm. but i feel like probably if you're not if you're visiting it must be kind of like also even like not not just tiring but also kind of scary that you're like am i gonna get this paper <laughs> work done you know when i need it yeah. 
So I, I totally, I get what you mean. But, I mean, it, in reality, it was not that difficult. It just took time, you know? <laughs> right. It's just kind of like you're saying, like, it wasn't necessarily difficult. I mean, unless you didn't know Spanish, which you shouldn't probably be in Argentina. <laughs> you don't know <laughs> Spanish, but, you know. That's like my roommate. He got very annoyed with that. And I was like, you know, it's a different place. Like, they do things differently and just kind of have to get used to that, you know. Well, the thing is that that's, for me, one of the things that makes you Argentinian <laughs> is that you're super open to... Um, the culture here and respecting the way we were and I think that gave you the possibility to to make friends and to like be you know liked by people here as well you know because usually when you um, I've seen other people from different countries come here and not really you know be willing to to learn about um, our culture and how we do things here so I feel like that's a, a very important component of, you know, why you are so successful in your experience here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think I got a lot more out of it, honestly, you know, like, right. I know, you know, there was plenty of people that stayed for that, what, five and a half months or six months, um, that I don't think maybe got the full experience that I did, which I'm like, makes me happy on one hand. Cause I'm like, Oh, I really, got as much out of this as I think I could have but it also makes me a little sad that those other people may not have gotten as much as I did out of the experience you know right exactly and I had a very similar experience when I was in the United States you know my I feel like my housemates didn't really like they weren't able to fit in as much because of the language barrier mainly mm -hmm. and I could, and I was very open to like talking to people from the United States and I was able to actually communicate successfully, which was a huge part of why I still even talk to some of them, you know, um, yeah. and, and they couldn't really like, um, communicate successfully. And so I think that had a huge impact on why they didn't have, I, I feel like at the end of the day, they went there and they only talked to the Mexicans or the, the people, the Latin Americans there. And at the end of the day, you know, I went to states to be able to talk and have a conversation with people from the United States and who were born and raised there so that I could have an idea of, you know, of mm -hmm. their culture. And so I feel like we also had a very different experience and I, and I had the same um, thought, you know, like I wish they could have uh, probably communicate more and be more open to, uh, for conversation, um, which they weren't and I think had a huge impact on, on their experience of the country you know yeah can we all just take a second and admire how freaking flawless paula's english is <laughs> thanks her english is way better than my spanish but 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 i think you're very good at slang in spanish that is amazing <laughs> <laughs> that's part of the that's part of the language though you exactly know? and i love it i love it because every time it's just like oh, yeah. <laughs> i feel like you're more from cordoba than people from cordoba at this point like, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah i love it and i hope that you like come back sometime you know after covid and all that 
Yes. No, I definitely have intentions of coming back. I just maybe not during a global pandemic, you know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's not the best time to come. Definitely. I want to travel so bad, but like, I want to respect that, you know, there are a lot of people who are doing a lot of work so that this doesn't get out of hand. And so I want to respect that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, okay. My question then, what did you think? Okay. So what, when you came to the u.s i know you only spent three months here um what struck you as the quote-unquote u.s culture because a lot of times even as a u.s citizen i struggle to think of like that the u.s has a definite culture i think it's kind of mixed depending on where you are but like what was your first impression um I think that there were a lot of things that uh, made me realize it was in a different country. I arrived at LAX and it was this huge airport, a lot of people coming and going. Nobody was, you know, nobody would look at you or talk to you unless you had to, unless you talked to them because you needed help or something like that. That was already like, I guess that happens in every big city, but I don't know why. It just like made me feel, wow, I've arrived. I was so excited. And then, in fact, what you're saying is true. There are a lot of people, it's a melting pot, right? Right. right. So that was also very shocking because I come from a melting pot, right? Like I, right. my family, you know, I have my Italian side and, you know, my other European side. So like we are used to that, but I think it's past generations. But arriving at LAX and seeing so many people from so many different countries, I think I had never seen that before, was also, I think it makes um, the US what the US is now too, you know? And yeah. the language, the way people, you know, behave, the, the even the gestures, you know, it's very different. We, we I'm moving my hands right now while I'm talking. <laughs> the typical so, Argentine-Italian hand movements, right? Exactly. I'm super, like, I cannot stay, you know, still. And I feel like even that was very different. And I have to say that for me, um, well, things working, uh, well was actually mm -hmm. something that was very much the united states for me like uh, something that i i even miss, of course um but i think i was able very quickly i was able to see like the good part and the bad part you know um right. i think we've talked about this it was like instant i instantly like saw that part of like you know like discrimination and whatever and so on and so on and and also like how good it works like the private sector in the united states works very well and even though that's not like necessarily cultural i don't know for me it is because it's not part of my culture and so for me i see it as a cultural thing right. you guys have built a very solid you know private sector and that's something that i that's not something that you get in argentina you know what i mean and i kind right. of like it, it really surprised me and i was like this is something that we need to learn you know from them mm -hmm. so um and I think in terms of like social, the social aspect of it, I think, you know, the fact that you say hi with a kiss here is already. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. 
I don't know what experience you have with that because I know it's kind of like weird to get used to that. No, I did get very used to it. In fact, I came back <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's so weird that nobody, nobody gives a kiss on the cheek when they say hi. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I remembered it and I and I didn't do it. So but yeah. my friend from Peru said hi to a girl with a kiss and, and so she came to me and she was like, Nobody told me that you guys in Latin America do that. That's not you know, that's not normal here. And <laughs> and I actually like um and I feel like people this was something that was so uh different. Like I feel like it's here in Argentina, well, you, you know us, so we're kind of silly. Like, we make fun of each other all the time. I'm not saying that you guys don't, but I think you need to, like, have a friendship already in order to be able to, like, be more relaxed and whatever. But, um, but I feel like here you make friends by sometimes, like, I don't want to say make fun because it's not that you make fun, but you, like, make comments, you know, on each other's whatever behavior or appearance. And yep. that's something that you need to be careful in the United States. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, you need to like, you make friends by in a different way. You know, you kind of like, it's the opposite. I think you praise somebody and you say nice things to each other. If you mean it, uh, as a friendship. And that was something that I, I, I was like, Oh, like I learned the hard way that I needed to be careful with that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was working with this guy and I was, I don't know, I made fun of something that he was doing, but I, I meant it with the greatest intention, like as friends. And he looked at me like he was angry and I was like, Oh no, no. How do I explain to him that in Argentina oh, we're yeah. stupid like that? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think also that might be a thing uh, a little more in the larger cities too because, like, you know me. I mean, that's pretty much how we became friends was just giving each other shit. Exactly. And so, like, that's how I make my friends, you know. But I have offended people doing that before. So. Oh, okay, great. So don't feel bad. Okay, great. I thought, like, oh, right, I, I forgot, you know that probably here you have to be nice, which I love, by the way, everybody says please and thank you all the time. I love that. That's yeah. not common here. You know, we're very imperative because our, our language is like that, you know, like, dame esto, right? Uh -huh. And you would say like that. And in English, you would say, could you please, you know, something like that. And it's yep. very different. Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, when I was there, um, a lot of people were like, oh, okay, so like, how do you ask for something politely? They're like, oh, you just say, dame un queso or whatever, you know, dame un sandwich. <laughs> and it's like, well, then I feel rude because I'm just saying, like, give me this. But exactly. that's, just, that's just the way it functions, you know, like no one's going to exactly. be, you're rude if you don't say porfa or whatever, you know. Exactly. And it's that already is very important to remember you know i teach english and i always tell my students please remember to say please and thank you because it's not like here and um it can it can you know it can it's a very simple element probably but it can make the difference you know in the long run yeah if you're trying to have friends and make friends but then i like i said i learned the hard way because i then i had to explain to him that i wasn't I didn't mean it like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and that was, a, I think it was the only time that I had problems with how I expressed myself or how I made friends. The rest of the time, I was very aware that 
okay, I'm in a different place and I need to like, I, I want to learn from them. I don't, I'm not here to like be who I am every day in Argentina because what's the point, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, did you find that like manners, uh, diminished the younger a person was in the U.S. at all? Um, no. Okay. Why? What would you say that? No, I just, because I feel like it's kind <laughs> of a dying thing in the U.S. to be like, to say thank you and say, please. Like I interact with a lot of people that don't necessarily oh do okay and okay. also i've been here like my whole life so it's probably easier for me to pick up on but <laughs> i think it kind of uh it kind of depends on how you grew up like if your parents taught you that or if it was kind of just and you know you what know. now that you mentioned that it probably has to do with the fact that i was most of the time in a work environment so mm -hmm. it was also probably because of that that i heard it so much all the time that you know yeah because probably now that i think about it perhaps when i was hanging out with like just with the young people outside work it was different right it right. was it was definitely different but but i just have that feeling that you guys are more like concerned or or aware of like manners than we are but it's not necessarily like it's different you know it's not necessarily uh -huh. that we're rude here it's just the way we are you know and nobody yep. gets offended for yeah. that yeah definitely i think it's it's not that argentines or even cordobeses are like rude you know but it's just understood between everybody that like Oh, we don't have to say this and it's not taken offensively exactly exactly yeah i was gonna ask you like what was something that because i had this moment when i was in the united states that i started learning things about myself that i had no idea like i'm a i'm very aware of everything right. that i am and that i feel but there was a moment during my trip there that i just felt like okay i had never experienced this before was there something or did you have that moment when you were here that you learned something about yourself that you didn't know? Um, I definitely learned. I'm trying to think of like the specific moment. Um, tr like traveling abroad in general was so like eye opening for me. Mm -hmm. And it like fundamentally changed the way I think about things. And mm -hmm. I think it was when I was learning about, I guess one of the moments was when I was learning in class about like Argentine history um, and cinema and culture and stuff. And mm -hmm. we, they were like talking about history from like an Argentine perspective instead of like from the U.S. perspective. And I was like, Holy cow. That was the first time that it really clicked in my head that like <laughs> all the history books I've read are written by the rich white guys in the U S and wow. not by like, uh, a collection of historical editions. Like it's just from their perspective. Exactly. And so I like learned all this stuff that the U S was involved in with South America and like, you know, um industrial colonization and privatizing and buying businesses in other countries and then 
those effects on the economy and the people of that country. And that's Mm -hmm. something I never considered or like even thought about. So that was really opened up my like ethos or my empathy for other countries and the way that certain decisions affect other people, you know? Right. That's just beautiful. I love that. And that's very, (laughs) that's a very good exercise. You know, I do it sometimes when, you know, something that is very controversial in Argentina happens and that, you know, people, um, because there's a certain political side here that's very strong Mm -hmm. and you can't, and you can't really talk about it. I like, I will Google in English and I'll try to see what other countries are saying about that. Yeah. And it's very eye-opening because like you, like you say, like if you see an event from the perspective of somebody else, you have an opportunity to learn more and, and it's easier because it's probably easier for me to judge somebody else's life or experience from the outside than when you're involved in it. You, when you're involved, you have, you know, you're taking a side necessarily. And I feel like whenever something like that happens here, that is just, especially if it's internal affairs, you know, I will Google mm-hmm. it in English and see what other people have to say about it. And it's very, it's like, it's more, it's more simple. It's easier for them to judge and, and be more impartial to it even. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's a very good exercise. I agree. And that's actually another thing is like how politically invested Argentines are. Uh, they love making fun of politics they love talking about politics (laughs) yeah and i think that actually kind of awakened that in myself as a u.s citizen to like actually give a fuck about politics you know because i was like (laughs) you go to argentina and like you you know you're using the public bus system and all of a sudden there's a freaking march on the city for workers' <laughs> rights, or you know, all the time, by the way, abortion. Yeah, like this is <laughs> once a month, if not twice a month. Like, <laughs> and all my friends, all my English-speaking friends, were like, "Oh, this is so fucking annoying." Da-da-da-da. And I was like, "This is awesome." I'm like, "We should be doing this in the U.S. all the time." <laughs> right. Uh, you know, like that energy, that like desire to change and get better is was very refreshing to me i know it's like inconvenient to some people but i'm like i'm here for that Mm -hmm. like put the pressure on and i and i and i think that that's one of the big differences perhaps between latin american countries and and the states perhaps is that you know we are more we have this like social drive um, and probably there, like you said, you have more of a business kind of mindset. And I, I'm telling you, I feel like if we combine, <laughs> if, we, if we strike the balance, uh, if you guys take some of what we have, we take some of what you have, you know, we will both have a better, <laughs> better countries. A you happy know? medium. Yeah, exactly. That was like, there were so many things that were clear that don't hear that I was like, wow, I wish we could have. And there were so many things that I knew here worked in, especially in the social aspect 
of, of Argentina that when I was there, I was like, no, but you have to come to Argentina. You have to see this. this you're right. going to love it. And I feel like um, that is a, the, the perfect balance. It's like you want to have people to have money, of course, but don't you care if they are happy? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And it's like I, I live by the law that like there is no black or white, but the best decision is somewhere in the gray you know exactly and it's like kind of the u.s and argentina i would say even are almost not not completely opposite on the spectrum but like argentina definitely does care more about like how is our quality of life not in terms of money but just Mm -hmm. in terms of like are am i happy are our citizens happy you know and that's a big thing for them exactly and i and i love that about argentina but like i said it's just that when you when you grow up and you go to university and you want to graduate it's because you also want to have better opportunities and to see that you never will in terms of money right it's very stressful you know most of my friends want to like move out and and i personally have a lot of issues with that because i i'm aware that you know, I would like to travel as a tourist and then come back. You know, I'm not, I'm not planning to uh, move and stay. You know, in a different country, um, especially now. Probably when I was younger, it was just like, yeah, whatever, I'm gonna move out. But now it's just like I want to stay and I want to have a place and I want to have my own place here in Argentina because I like it. At the end of the day, I really do, mm-hmm. and I just want to travel every now and then and then come back. Um, and I feel like that's probably one of the main issues. I, I think that actually we talked about it once that like probably you would definitely live here if it wasn't for the fact that, you know, it's very difficult to make ends meet here and it's it's tough. Yeah. I well if it makes you feel any better, I saw something the other day about um kids but well not kids, I guess adults between eighteen and twenty nine. I think they did a survey and like 52% of them in the U.S. are living at home with their parents still. So, right. honestly, I feel like our economic situation is moving towards kind of how Argentine, like Argentines feel. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, I mean, I have like a bachelor's degree and, I mean, I make enough money to live by myself, which is very nice, but I'm not like saving that much on top of it you know wow right so i feel like if if nothing changes we will not be that far apart economically in you know a while yeah i mean probably it's a it's a situation that it's happening all over the world i honestly like i always feel like we have always struggled with that so i i don't know any better than that somehow and that was my period in the United States was the only time that I felt, okay, like this is different. You know, I can, mm-hmm. my purchasing power was, was very different, but I feel like perhaps, yes, is it's a world crisis in terms of economy. And especially now, especially now that after COVID, it, this was weird and difficult and different and nobody knew what to do. And, um, right. a lot of new, um, ways of doing things have emerged which i love like i'm working remotely and i love that not having to go to the office 
Yeah. But <laughs> I know, right? But but I feel like we have so much yet to learn, and it can be very scary. You know, the uncertainty that our generation has is super scary at some point. Yeah. Another interesting thing economically that I thought was very uh very weird about Argentina was mm-hmm. the fact that like rent and uh cars and like big ticket items were all in u.s dollars <laughs> i know right? like i thought that was very weird <laughs> that like the national currency is the argentine peso but um everything is po- kind of based on the value of the dollar and that makes it even harder for people to make ends meet i feel like yeah and i you know, I have friends who study economy. They they are much more informed about this. So I don't want to like get the concepts wrong. But I think that the reason why that is the case is that your currency is more stable, right? Okay. So yep. if I have to do it in pesos, I have to update the price literally every day, right? Because mm-hmm. the peso goes down like literally almost every day, at least every week. Right. And so people do that in order to like okay like this is a price whatever is the 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 exchange rate like you calculate it you know okay yep um i think that's one of the reasons i'm not very sure but but already you're right i mean that is true that shouldn't be the case you know we're in argentina we should be having everything better you know what i mean right so i totally agree yeah it's just just a weird thing for me i mean it makes sense now that you make it put it like that but uh yeah, I mean, there's days... Actually, when I was there, the peso really started sinking. Like, about <laughs> yes. about a month in, the peso just kept losing, losing every day. And Yeah, I remember because you were here when I was saving up for my trip to the States. Mm-hmm. And I had to buy dollars. And it was harder and harder every day. Right. So I remember, yeah, that year was particularly difficult in in terms of the currency. It was awful. I remember I bought most of my dollars to travel to the States when, um, like, on that same day, it was in the morning, it was, uh, like, one dollar was 20 pesos, and then, like, one hour later, it was, like, 38, one hour later, it was 41. Like, it went, like, down super quickly. It was very scary for me because I was like, I'm not going to be able to afford this. Like, what <laughs> What am I going to do now? Yeah, exactly. Which, I mean, it was funny because all the Argentines were, like, giving all the U.S. US students a bunch of shit because they're like, oh, you're fucking rich now. You know, <laughs> like, your dollar hasn't changed, but now it's worth double the pesos. <laughs> exactly. But I was Which still I guess... broke. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But I think it was good for you. I mean, you had a period in your life where you were just like, okay, I can relax for a little bit. Yeah. That was, that's that's good for you. And also, but like, you have this thing about the money in Argentina, which is very difficult and we always talk about it. But we have a university, an amazing university that we can go to and we don't pay a fee. And that's mm-hmm. something that for me, you know, really it changed my life forever. It has changed the life, the lives of so many people here. And that's something that whenever I go to the United States and I see that you guys have to pay a loan or whatever, it's just like, I, I can't believe it, you know, and it's very expensive. It's not like a couple of dollars and that's it. Right. Yeah. So 
anyone that is wondering about learning Spanish, it might be worth it just to go and you can get your undergraduate, your grad, your PhD all for free at the University of Cordoba. <laughs> exactly. You just yes. have to pass the Spanish test. Right. <laughs> right. And that's very different, you know? Um, yeah. And I love it and I wouldn't I wouldn't have changed it for anything. And I think that that can also make it difficult perhaps in the states and also it's a re it's one of the reasons i i think why the private sector is so strong because if you know that you're not gonna like necessarily do better in life with a degree in your hands then you might as well try having a business you know mm -hmm. and i feel like probably the people in the united states have that mindset whereas here it's safer to go to university graduate you know and have something that will be that will give you more value you know yeah definitely and you don't the thing here is like yes our dollar is worth more definitely um than the argentine peso but we're also carrying around a bunch of student debt you know if you decide to go to school and exactly so it's like yes our purchasing power is higher but we also probably have much more debt per person than in argentina exactly exactly and that's one of the fundamental differences also and and you know like i said before i feel like if we combine you know both that's countries, the answer exactly <laughs> that's the answer to everything you know the, yeah. the the social aspect here because it's it was a very social i don't know if they taught did you learn about like Cordobazo and what, what that was and what that meant uh not necessarily would you care to explain <laughs> that i i don't know the whole event i don't i like i said like I'm, i know some of my friends are gonna be listening to this so i don't want to embarrass myself <laughs> but it's it was very important um for the history of university students you know like mm -hmm. students here have always fought for the right to having public education and have always had a saying you know uh, in what happens in the political stage um mm -hmm. and sphere in argentina and um and i think that that's also one of the reasons like well i, I don't remember if when you were here that was what was going on what was going on here um in relation to the students but um we had a situation um not that long ago probably three four years ago where we were also like fighting because we were scared that the the government at that time was gonna like take uh or make us pay for education we, gato. exactly <laughs> <laughs> and we were all complaining about that and concerned and yep. involved because we that's something that we that's not up for debate you know we uh -huh. have to have it and i think that that's not something that i have at least not i've never studied about that you know in the history of the u.s i feel like it's a different system you know very different system yeah and actually while i was there there were um marches and protests to because they weren't gonna increase the public university teacher salaries to exactly. adjust with inflation and so students and teachers alike were protesting the fact that you know the peso had dropped like 50 percent in value and they were gonna pay them the neck the same exact amount for the next calendar year 
and you know you can't survive on that at that point exactly and that's like every year like teachers have to like protest right. every damn year but we are willing to fight for that to keep it the way it is and actually we also had like a situation with the budget you know they were reducing mm -hmm. it and instead of like giving more which is i think what we all assume is what should be happening and and a lot of us I'm, I'm about to graduate and i get super emotional about that because i i've always wanted everyone to go to university literally everyone should go to university to me that's something that's not um this, you know we shouldn't even like debate about it that's something that's mm -hmm. obvious to me and i feel like a lot of us who are aware of the fact that yeah it's free and you have access to it for free true mm -hmm. but then i mean you're paying taxes but then at the end of the day if you haven't completed high school if you have you know if you don't have a home if you don't have food on your plate then you're not going to attend university that's not your priority you're trying to like find a way to earn a living from like 10 you know and that is a situation that is true in argentina that there are a lot of kids who can't attend school so i feel like a lot of us are not even like feeling like I mean, it is great and we all have access to it, but it's not true that everybody goes, you know? Right. So yeah. even that, like having a, a government that would question the budget and would reduce it because of a financial decision, which I understand also, but, you know, it's like I've, I felt like kind of betrayed also because I, I, I guess I thought everybody agreed on the idea that we needed to do more instead of less. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I totally get that. And it's it's it would be very hard for argentina to go from you know all our schools are you know free and public and anyone can come and learn to oh yeah now you have to pay to right. cover uh the salary of the teachers or whatever you right know, that would be a huge uh, thing because you know even a lot of students that are going to university you know they're already working to live in Cordoba or you know on top of their schoolwork exactly for for my mom uh it was like paying a fee because she was actually paying for my apartment and my food and right my expenses so it was not um at the end of the day it was kind of I felt it like I was paying a fee you know at the end of the right. day and um and again i believe a lot in education i think that that is like it will literally change the world if we all commit to that if we commit to education and having people get better education and especially if somebody does what, what you did which is go to a different place and see what they are talking about your country and how they perceive it and and I feel like we don't have that insularity here in Argentina that you feel in the States. That's a very cultural thing that I felt a lot, you know? Yeah. I, I, I met a woman, she was a writer, she was a, a psychologist, she was a, a very um, smart woman and she came to me and she was like, what are you from? You know, I, I think they told her that I wasn't from the United States and she yeah. was like, where are you from? And I was like, oh, I'm from Argentina. Oh, Buenos Aires. And I was like, no, not Buenos Aires. You said, well, you're lucky that I even know who <laughs> Buenos Aires is. And I was like, oh, my God. But at the end of the day, yeah, she's right. I mean, a lot of people, like, when I, when I said that I was from Argentina, were like, 
uh, you know, and how is the situation in Italy or something like that? And I was like, where, <laughs> where do you think I'm from? Like, right. I have no idea, you know? And so I would have to tell people, oh, well, no, this is Latin America, but it's very in the South. And I had to explain, which I, I didn't mind. I really didn't mind. Right. But I feel like if you come to Argentina, people, I mean, it's not like everybody knows everything. Of course not. But I feel like at least they have an idea of like, oh, okay, that's a, you know, because we have um, we our history like subjects here are not so insular you yeah. know there you learn about everything instead of just argentina exactly yeah exactly yeah in the us like you said we're very insulated isolated from kind of what everything else that's going on because like you know uh, our dollar is good. Uh, we have a lot of the things that we need in the U.S. resources-wise. And I don't know. It's just we definitely – like, I have friends that have no idea. Like, somebody thought Uruguay was in Africa when I mentioned it. <laughs> just because of, like, the way it sounded, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's in South America you know and the people just don't know that much about other places really yeah i love it if people are like if they ask you you know because right. you're, it's okay if you don't know i like i don't know all the countries in the world i'm actually very bad at geography also so like, <laughs> i can understand that yeah. but i i don't i i don't like it if people don't care you know that is kind right. of like hard because you want to share when you travel also you want to share your experience and your culture so whatever people ask me you know and they didn't know they were like well how much is a gallon of milk because i like, do you really want me to tell you <laughs> do you want me to cry right now but that was okay for me um but I, I i feel like it's true i mean she was right and i and i knew she was right and i met a, a girl from the philippines there for example and i didn't know exactly where it was like i could tell and she had to explain to me like how it worked so i feel like we all have that situation where we ignore some parts of the world and cultures and it's okay. But if people assume like this guy who just told me, how's the situation in Italy? I was like, where, you know, does he think I'm from? So like <laughs> when people assume that's different. It's a right. different story. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like I appreciated when I was in Argentina that people asked me where I was from in the U S and wanted to know at least like my uh my host mom and grandmother were really interested in like where i came from and i was like actually it's a lot like cordoba like it's agricultural and you know we grow a lot of crops and raise a lot of livestock and it's like not that far off uh kind of culturally um from cordoba right which right. maybe was good for me, you know, but it, it's also, on the other hand, totally different in terms of like social interaction and stuff like that. So Exactly. What was your, uh, you, you did go to Buenos Aires, right? Yes, I did. How do you feel there? Did you feel like it was big, like too chaotic? It was huge. I <laughs> was like, not sure what to do. And but it was kind of cool. I mean, I'm trying to think. 
I went there for like a week maybe or four days or something. And yeah, first off, the city is huge. Like one time I, uh, or when I bust in, like the, it took us like almost 35 to 40 minutes to get it from like the furthest out part of the city to like the middle of the city bus station. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, incredibly large i i've never like i've never been to los angeles or new york city mm-hmm. but like that's probably the biggest city i've ever ever been to that's cool that's that's so cool i met a girl from switzerland who like told me the same thing like i i went to one that she was so excited like i went to one side so huge like i've never been and i was like but you're from like europe like like, I assumed that she had visited a big city just because she was from Europe, which is not, like, necessarily the case. Yeah. And then she was like, no, no, I have never, this is, like, the first, like, capital city that I go to. So, uh, so it was, like, for her, it was, like, a huge deal, you know? It was for, definitely crazy, though. It is. And for me, actually, like, I feel like, I don't know if it's because I know... Argentina, what is it? But I felt a lot safer in New York than I have felt in Buenos Aires. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. But, like, you know what I mean? So, I actually, when I arrived in New York, I left, like, my luggage. And then I went for a walk. And it was, like, 11 at night. It was actually very, <laughs> kind of late, you know? Yeah. And, but I, I feel like I would never do something like that in Buenos Aires, like, ever. Without, like, especially if I'm alone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is pretty reckless, honestly, but <laughs> I love that energy. That's that's good energy. But also, like, yeah, the Argentines were like, you know, be careful in Buenos Aires. Like, people will try to pickpocket you. Like, don't be out too late. This part of town is, like, I stayed in a hostel, and they're like, yeah, you probably want to be in the hostel by, like, 1030. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so it was always kind of there's always they're very cautious, I guess, of of like just Just be careful. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's it's a beautiful city though. I love it. And right now I'm trying to see if like I can travel for a couple of days because I kinda like I haven't I've never been to Buenos Aires alone. Like I've always Oh yeah you know, gone with somebody or, and, and it's something that I want to do. Like, I feel like I want to a different country. Come on, I can do this. Like I have to be able to do it. But <laughs> to, to be honest, I'm more intimidated by Buenos Aires than anywhere else. And I love it. I, I think it's beautiful. And I think people are very different also from the rest of the country. So that also makes it, um, it, it kind of makes you feel like you are in a different place. Like you, you definitely feel like that. Yeah, there's definitely, um, is definitely totally different than the rest of Argentina. But also one of the things that struck me is how um, developed Argentina is. Like I had people ask me, oh, is it like, you know, how is it? I'm like, they have cities and skyscrapers and, you know, <laughs> just like we do, you know. And they're exactly. like, oh, really? I was like, yeah, of course. They have like paved roads and everything <laughs> <laughs> so. right 
yeah, I feel like people are expecting something else when you say South America, you know, and yeah. usually people have Argentina as like a different, you know, like a little tiny, little tiny Europe, you know, like something like that, because Argentinians are like that, like we, we are like kind of like cocky and like, oh, we're the best and whatever. <laughs> so we want, so we want to improve and we want to be, be better, especially in that aspect of like tourists and like make a good impression, you know, um, But I had, like, I feel like my friend from Switzerland who was here, like, also kind of like four years ago, he was, he was a lot, like, he was really impressed with Argentina. He would always tell me, I haven't really traveled to any other countries in South America. And so he would, like, tell me, like, this is nothing like Peru or, like, Chile or, mm. like, it's very different. And um, I like that, but I also... It doesn't make me less of a Latin American, you know? Yep. <laughs> so we're different, but we're also part of that. Yep, I totally get that. Yeah. And also, another note, one of the things that has stuck with me since that trip was, like, I think it was maybe the first day I took the bus. Um, I get on the bus, and just, like, for all you American people... Imagine getting on a public bus and everybody on the bus is white, like looks very oh. American, like, you know, some people had blonde hair, some people had blue eyes, um, and right. except for they're all just speaking in Spanish. And it, that's like when it just slapped me. I was like, everybody here looks American, but everybody's speaking Spanish, you know? Right. Exactly. And so I, I shouldn't say American, like we're all American, but like from right. the U.S., I guess. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, this is so interesting to me because like, you know, I don't know why that was such a big deal for me, but it's like having Mexico so close and they have a much more indigenous roots. Mm -hmm. And so everybody just looks a little more like native to the americas whereas like right. you were saying earlier argentina had a ton of european immigrants and you know everybody is pretty much white at least in cordova exactly and i think that that is shocking for a lot of people from the united states because when we when i was there one of my housemates was literally he's like blonde blue-eyed you know he doesn't except when he starts talking in english that you can barely understand what he's trying to say you uh -huh. wouldn't tell and so i remember one of my workmates was like and i was like yeah and martin and he was like oh is that the guy who looks like a white guy you know i was like <laughs> a white guy you know <laughs> he is a white guy you know yeah, what I was like? exactly But people like in the U.S. make a difference. I guess white guy for people in the U.S. is a person who was born in the United States and who is white. Like, I guess like that's something that I that was so weird to me is that people wouldn't call me white, for example. You know, like you have to yeah. be born in the U.S. And I don't <laughs> it's, so like, it's confusing. Exactly. It's so confusing because I feel like it's like, you know, we come from the same place like. For a, for a person in the United States to be white, it means that their family originally came from Europe, you know? Right. And so it's almost like, everybody's from Europe or Europe descent in exactly. Argentina. 
Exactly. So it's like we come from the same place. Like, what are you talking about? But this lady, especially, was like, like she wouldn't make that difference. Like, white for her was just like you have to be born in the states in order to be considered <laughs> white. You know, it was so weird for so, me. So yeah, that's kind of funny. It's almost comical. <laughs> yeah, and I and I wanted to explain it to her that you know we are like also like our families also come from like Europe and whatever. But I was like. Does it make any sense to tell her like right. at this point in her life, like she was an old <laughs> lady, like probably didn't make a difference. Oh, but man. I definitely feel like, you know, even though she wanted to like make it clear, you know, like you need to know where you come from. I mean, you need to know that you're not white, which for her apparently was important. I didn't care. I had a very different impression from younger generations and I love that. I do yeah. feel like in the United States, people younger generations are changing that and i think that's that's great you know that people uh younger people who talked to me were more concerned about you know like if i was cool or not or fun to be around you know like and right. that's it it was not like the color on my skin and i and i was really pleased with that i i think that you guys are are working towards that and it's happening you know yeah i hope so um also that's another question did you experience being treated differently than uh your friends because you were white and could speak english yeah yeah, yeah. yes so Definitely, you saw yes. that discrimination like in action i exactly and it was like i said at the beginning i have studied your culture and your language my whole life like mm -hmm. probably professionally at nine but i started when i was four and I, I was like, I know how like they behave. I know the situation. I got this. Like it's not gonna be, you know. And I, and I wanted to blend in. I really didn't want people to know I was from Latin America because I was a little bit scared, um, to be honest, that people would judge me based on that. And I, and I didn't want that to be the case. So mm -hmm. I, but I, what I didn't think about is the fact that people knew I was, <laughs> for most uh, of my trip. I was in a place where people knew I was from Argentina. So they had that prejudgment already, you know, even if mm -hmm. they didn't know what Argentina was. So I was like, oh, I didn't think about this, Fuck, you know, it's going to be hard yeah. to blend in. But then, you know, um, I, I, I think that young people, I have this feeling that, I mean, they, they would talk to me and hang out with me because I, I also wanted to participate and, and be, you know, and, and have friends and make friends and I could communicate successfully. But especially with this lady I experienced, like I personally felt discriminated against by her because it was a moment that we were talking and she was like, you know what, if I close my eyes and I just listen to you, I would definitely think you're one of us. And I was like, oh, if you look at me, you don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. she was like trying to say that I wasn't as white, you know, as right. a, and I, and I just couldn't understand it. I was just like, what? you know, what's the big deal about Why that? Why does it you matter? Know? Yeah, exactly. What's the problem with that? And, and, and then I had a lot of difficult situations, especially with like with her, like there were a lot of Mexicans where I was working and they couldn't really speak English, which I understand both parts, you know, I understand the fact that people in the United States need them to learn English because you are living in a, in a country where people speak English. So you have to make that effort. But I also understand that that's not necessary, like, that's not a reason to be uh, discriminating somebody. So I was like kind of in between, like, okay, like you can 
tell them, hey, please, like, take the time, learn, learn to communicate because I can't, like, I don't speak Spanish and I'm not going to learn Spanish. But also you can take, you can say it in a nice way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was yeah. kind of in between. And she would put me in these uncomfortable situations where I had to translate all the time. You know, yeah. she didn't even want to try to communicate with the with this guy from Mexico. And she was just like, oh, I have no idea what he's trying to say. You know, she would get angry and she and now I had to like help her and be like, OK, what do you want to tell him? And now we have to translate. And I I wasn't there for that. You know, right. I was there to have fun and have a cool experience. But I was like, OK, you know, like I try to I try to do my best um, at understanding both parts and also was a little concerned that um that that was probably a reality that a lot of people have there and i saw a lot of segregation and i think it's because of that like you have like the mexican restaurants and people from mexico go there only you know Mm -hmm. and people are not really like merging you know together you know it's just like you have like chinatown and and korean side and you know in new york especially in new york you have like a lot of tiny places with different ethnicities and people divide themselves, you know, and based on that, and they won't like hang out or talk except for younger people. And it was, it was very different and shocking for me. And I understand, and that's when it hit me, like, it doesn't matter how much I know about the country. One thing is to read about it or see it on the news. And another thing is to experience it first person, you know, Mm -hmm. And it was, it made a huge impact. I, I, I want to say though, that it was a great experience. It's not like that was not the only thing, but it was yeah. definitely like difficult, um, to see that and to be aware of the fact that I didn't give a shit about it because I was going to come back to Argentina. But what about mm-hmm. the people who like have to put up with that every day, you know? Yeah. And I, it, I just definitely wanted to ask you because I feel like as uh, U.S. citizens, a lot of times we're kind of blind to that because it's just, we grew up that way. Um, but I also think what you said about like younger people being in general, more accepting and more, uh, open to like new people and different cultures, as opposed to the older crowd. I think that's like spot on. Exactly. I, I definitely feel like I, I would hang out with this girl. She was definitely like, you know, she was white, blue eyed. Also didn't give a shit about that. She really didn't give a shit about that. You know, yeah. she was super nice. She, uh, ha- I had a lot of interesting conversations with her. I, I think I learned a lot about your culture thanks to her because she had a very particular background and her life was very different from something. Like, I feel like you, I, I have never, before that, prior to that, I had never met someone like that in Argentina people don't have that life where it's not so common you know mm-hmm. and and the fact that she also like cared about learning about Argentina and I actually invited her to come here and everything she she hasn't had a chance yet but I know she she will at some point and I felt super welcome and, and the same with like there were like four other younger people too and they were super nice to me and I didn't I, I never felt that discrimination you know mm-hmm. but I definitely had that situation with that old lady she was like I feel like she was the one who was like creating that atmosphere at work you know like yeah. everybody needs to know who's who you know right and and I was like it's pointless you know if you get the job done that's it you're at work you know I feel like mm-hmm. I would understand it if she doesn't want to hang out with those people somewhere else, it's okay. It's, you know, it's your life, but at work, let's try to make it a 
you know, good environment because if not, it's very difficult to work. And then when I went to New York, I also had, I think that was the hardest experience actually, not so much with this lady at work, but when I was in New York, I, there was one of my friends from Argentina was there too. And, um, he invited, um, one of his friends from the hostel. He had made a, a friend at the hostel. Yeah. And I guess uh, this guy had like, he looked like, like he was Muslim, I guess. I, I have no idea if he actually was. I never asked him because like I said, I don't pay attention to that. That's not something that um, you ask people when you're here in Argentina. And we went uh, for a couple of drinks and it was all great. And then we went to a 7-Eleven at night and a lady just like went up to him and, and she started yelling like, you should like leave my country. You're ruining my country. Like, you know, in the middle of the 7-Eleven yeah. and my friend and I had no idea what to do. We felt awful. This guy was like, also like he was nicer than my friend and me. I got to say, <laughs> like he yeah. was way nicer than us, you know? So like, I was like, if you tell me something like you're probably, you know, right. You know, <laughs> shouldn't yeah. have picked on the nice guy and he felt so bad and he didn't speak for the rest of the night and I oh, like I, he was hard man I had no idea what to do we, that's not something that I had ever ever experienced in my life so and nobody did anything you know I feel right. like that's when I hit that's when I realized like okay this is normal here that people are used to this and, and they don't they don't react to this because it's like, it's not like you can change it if you react, you know? Right. It's like being bullied, kind of. Like, if you just don't say anything, you just hope that they won't say anything again, you know? Right. And I and I felt like... But I, it is bullshit you know? that, that, like, you just mind in your own damn business. You walk into a 7-Eleven to buy some food or, you know, something to drink or whatever, and somebody just apparently has the fucking time of day to like <laughs> yeah yell at you for not being their color or speaking their language you know yeah and i i feel like i honestly like i said i knew that this was something that could happen but i didn't have the i couldn't really put it like in perspective that this was something that was actually very often you know that that yeah. people experiences very often and that's when i understood that it was actually a problem an everyday problem for some people in the united states that's when it hit me and i was just like oh okay i get it now like i've i've read about it but i honestly have no idea what it really means you know when i read it except now that i have experienced it and apparently this guy was in new york like because he was he had some time off and then um, he told my friend that he had lived a similar situation in Chicago and he was like running away from that. So he went to New York. Well, you know, like trying to have fun, whatever, forget about it. And this happened to him again, you know, so. Damn. And it was, you know, and for me, the most shocking part of it is that he was like super nice. Like I can understand if you're having problems with someone because they attack you. But if people haven't like really hurt you, like why would you like, out of the blue like go and and scream and yell at them you know right. for no reason um that's not the the solution to the problem i can also like i had a conversation with um this guy at work he was just like i was like oh man i have to go back to argentina and i'm not ready you know he was like 
he was like, well, stay. And I was like, no, I'm not going to stay. You know, I can't do that, you know. Mm. And because I respect that a lot. I respect rules a mm. lot, you know. And I feel like the U.S. Embassy trusted me, believed that I was going to come back. And then, so I was going to do that, you know. Yeah. And so we had this conversation. And I told him, look, I understand the problem with immigration. I understand that it can be an issue for everybody. I just feel like, you know, um, perhaps what this lady at the 7-Eleven doesn't understand is that that's not the solution, you know? Yep. But I can understand if there's an issue and people feel a little threatened because it can be scary not to have a job. And then if somebody tells you, oh, they're, they are stealing your jobs, you believe it because you don't have a job and you see them working, whatever, you know, I can, I can like understand that part that it can be scary especially if you don't have information and and the only thing that you watch are the news you know but but i i feel like i don't know i feel like it's a very complicated issue and it's that's not gonna solve anything you know yeah and that's the thing for me too is like um if you want to be mean to a mean person it doesn't really make it any better but at least you know but if you don't take the time to get to know somebody, I feel like you can't just, like, treat them like garbage, you know? That's my big thing. Exactly. Exactly. But um, but I feel like this is something that you and I understand also because we have a different access to information. Um, and we have traveled and we care about cultures and we care about diversity and we understand that it's not really a threat you know mm -hmm. but people from older generations were brought up during war they were you know brought up during different periods of history so they have a very different perspective on that like they were brought up with the idea that there is an enemy you know trying right. to hurt you and you have to fight it back and that's not really the case now not anymore you know you you can come here and i can go there and that's it and then we we like staying in a different place but then we come back to our homeland and that's it and that's the end of the story but it was very different for them when they were growing up and yeah it's gonna take a while until you know all of this makes sense to older generations or probably they will like die and not understand it you know yeah, <laughs> like you I mean... never know that's very good possibility i think but yeah i think it's like you know you and i and our kind of generation of of people and kids like we know that globally we're all just trying to like work together you know and exactly run. it's not like the usa versus argentina like bare knuckle fighting <laughs> <laughs> right but totally we're yeah all just kind of in the same boat and trying to help everybody you know and trying to make sense out of this experience mm -hmm. which is confusing you know i didn't i didn't take it personal i never took any of you know those experiences personal i understood you know that they were coming from these people who were like ah, eh, you know but i feel like perhaps because i you know i have a thick skin i feel that i feel that way but i understand that perhaps other people are not that strong and probably feel more vulnerable and they feel sad when some something like this happens to them. I don't know. I, I, I couldn't care less really people 
Because um, at the end of the day, my life didn't change because of a comment that somebody has to say about me or my skin or my appearance or whatever. Right. Um, which, um, which is great also because it means that the system is, uh, is working in a way for me to like be able not, not to be stopped, you know, to be able to not be stopped um, from doing whatever I want to do. But I feel like probably the people who really have a problem in a society like that are the people who have to experience experience something like racism, like where it is a systematic thing, you know? Right. That yeah. is a different story. Yeah, it's crazy, too, because like uh, essentially what you kind of experienced, I feel like, you know, there's black Americans that speak English and, you know, can communicate and people still treat them like that you know right and it's like obviously i'm a white guy i have a lot of privilege um but like i can imagine that that would be a freaking very difficult way to grow up be treated like that all the time exactly and i didn't actually um i didn't have time to ask any black guy that I that I saw there, what their take on that was, I wish I could have because I, I'm really interested in that. But I remember that actually, uh, the when you know I called a cab and they picked me up from the airport. It was this very nice guy and he I you know he was speaking so fast <laughs> and I was like trying to understand all the oh, slang yeah. and all the words he was saying, you know, and he was super nice and. All the people that I, you know, that I met um, there were super nice to me. And I didn't, I just saw people trying to, like, figure things out. I was yeah. very lucky in that respect. It was only, like, these two people that, that I had problems with. But mm-hmm. but that made me realize that perhaps the reason why I wasn't experiencing any of that was because of my, my looks or the way that I spoke. And yeah. that was, like, oh, okay, I get that, you know? Like, yeah. it's based on how you look that people will have a certain uh will behave a certain way towards you um but i don't know i i think you guys are doing a great job by you know protesting against this and it i think it's it's changing you know at least they don't have the silence anymore which is important you know right yeah i think that's a big thing that i learned in argentina too is like you guys are fighters down there like you <laughs> will claw your way to whatever you need or want because like that's just kind of what you guys do that's part of your culture we're like in the US we're kind of all just like silent and mm-hmm. just accept what comes uh which is okay in some situations but you know once start once things start getting really bad like i feel like the quality of life and the uh you know the difference between the most rich and everybody else is just getting worse and worse and worse and it's like you know kids my age and maybe older and younger just like a little bit older are kind of leading the charge like this is not okay this isn't how our parents grew up, you know, but now mm-hmm. this is how we're growing up and we don't like it. So it's kind exactly. of kind of nice to see that we're not just like accepting it as, as our quality of life just gets wor- a little worse all the time. 
do you feel like it's different like in the states what you experience is it different in big cities than in other states or um i have never i mean yes yes it is different for sure i guess i am in saint paul minnesota which is not huge but it's like a city Mm -hmm. and it's right by minneapolis which is where uh george floyd was murdered oh shit right and so minnesota is also like a very um it's a very progressive state too Mm -hmm. uh in terms of the midwest like usually the midwest is very pretty conservative um Mm -hmm. but minnesota is very progressive like they have really great public transportation and they have great environmental laws and funding and yeah i mean just in every way very pretty progressive but there's definitely a difference between the rural areas and like the cities right it's it's kind of just like argentina where like everybody but buenos aires doesn't necessarily (laughs) love buenos aires (laughs) right what right well that makes i guess that makes sense i mean i don't know I, i i feel like i was very um lucky that i had a very good experience when i was in the united states i i don't know if um and I, and I know people who have had even better experiences when they went there. So I guess it really has to do a lot also with where you are, you know, and who you are relating to or something like that. Because it wasn't until I was with this guy that I experienced something so rough, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess it has a lot to do with that, you know. But um, I don't know. I, I hope that it will actually, the things will actually change, you know. It feels like you guys are changing things. Yeah, and I think you had a good experience, too, because, like, you're... You and I are kind of similar in the sense that we don't take take things too personally, but we're also willing to, like, learn and adapt and be flexible, which makes things easier to accept, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think we have to understand... We have to understand, not justify anything, but we have to understand that it was different a long time ago it was different what's not good if it's the same now because it means that we haven't learned and grown that happens to me sometimes with some aspects of argentinian culture that i feel like well i mean we haven't really learned anything if we are in the same position we were 20 30 40 years ago you know i wouldn't like to find out that my mom feels like it's the same thing you know that means we haven't really learned anything but uh, you know, apart from that, if there are people who are older and really don't get it, um, as long as they're not hurting anybody, that's okay. It's just like, you can tell me whatever you want. You know, my <laughs> generation is changing and that's enough for me. Yeah. It's a slow, slow process, you know? Yeah. It's slow. I had this conversation cause you know, I'm a feminist. So that's mm-hmm. something that that is something that I do take very personal, I have to say. And I was having this conversation with one of my friends one time and I was telling her, I feel like if all the people, all the young women, at least, were invested in this, it would, it would be much faster than it is, you know? And she was like, yeah, probably. Probably if people cared more, it would go faster. 
Right. Um, it definitely does make a difference in more if more people are involved and are trying to make it better. Um, at some point, I've, I felt when I was younger that I was alone as a feminist, and then now I feel different about it. I mm-hmm. feel like I have this conversation every day with my friends, and it does feel like they care about it, that they want to do something about it, and I love it. I feel uh, like I have support, you know? Yeah. But but definitely, it's if if it is a slow process, it's because of the people who are, like, holding it back, like, not trying to, like, trying to make sure that we stay there and that we don't push, you know? Yeah, so huge political win recently for Argentina to get uh, abortion legalized, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. I cried like a bitch. I, have to <laughs> <say>. <laughs> I cried so much. I was super excited. I feel like I'm 25, and even though I always say I'm old, I felt like that was, I was like, I'm young and I'm, I've already have, we've conquered something, you know? Yeah. And there are women who have fought for this literally for 70 years, 60 years. Like, there mm-hmm. were, you know, all women in the crowd and, and for them to have had to experience so much and work so hard for something and, and uh, finally get it has a complete different meaning than for me. You know, for me, it's just like it was just in a short period of time. And for them, it was like a lifetime, you know, of struggle yeah. and fights. But that's a huge win for women's rights and, you know, reproductive rights, especially when that's not something, you know, that is just accepted all over the world yet. Exactly. Exactly. And um, and you guys are very Catholic country, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm definitely not religious, but yeah, yeah. And um, that was a hard part. And that is still the hard part of the conversation is that I know you, you practice a religion, right? What was your? Uh, it's like a, a weird form of Christianity that's not Catholic or Protestant or Lutheran. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like okay. a more progressive type of christianity i guess Uh, nice okay yeah i think that for me and i was actually thinking about it like two days ago because again there was something in the news and i was just like i can't believe it was we're still having this conversation and for me um we shouldn't have a debate like this one that you know in which people who come from a religious background have a saying based on their religion because it feels like you're limiting my life to what you believe in and I respect your religion I really do but like you can't force me you know into it yeah and for me that was an issue that was an issue that I was watching the debate and hearing a lot of people say and got this and got that I respect yeah. it if you do it in your personal life I really do but please don't bring that you know, to the table when this is something that has to do with civil rights and it has nothing to do with how you feel about life and how you perceive your experience in the world. And I can't believe, I still can't believe we have that conversation with as if it was a religious matter, which for me, yeah. it's not. I would, I totally agree with you on that. And there's like, 
I've been joking with my roommate and everyone I talk to about my <laughs> podcast that I will have zero religious friends after this is over because even my progressive Christian church, like there's things that they do that I, I'm still like, ah, uh, nah, don't agree with this. <laughs> I love that. You know, because and- probably for you, it's, it's an experience, you know, you have religion as an experience of how you understand the world but it doesn't mean that everything you know yeah and i understand that like there's people that don't believe in religion or have different religions and those same rules don't have to apply to them as they would to you know it's like freedom of choice like if you want to do that you can if you don't you don't have to you know exactly you're so woke (laughs) <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you totally get it. it. That's it. And that's it. And and you know what the funny thing is? I was talking about it with some other friend of mine and she was pissed off because during the debate, one of the arguments that many people used against it was we have more important things to be talking about. We have other priorities as a country right now. This is a waste of time. Okay. Let's say that for you, this is a waste of time. Why are you trying to like now revert it? Wasn't it a waste of time? It's still a waste of time. So now you are wasting your time and it's okay. You know, so it was definitely like they were literally telling us like, we don't care about you. Like, that's what I felt like. Mm -hmm. We don't care about you and we don't want you to have rights. And especially from like men hearing that it's just like, what, what do you know? You know, right. You have a bunch of white old men that are telling you <laughs> what you can and can't do to your own body exactly you know it's, and like, it's just like <laughs> yeah seems go a ahead. little out of, it seems a little out of place exactly and it's just like i don't know i cried a lot when it actually happened because i felt that way i felt like we were finally able to like be heard on something that is so basic like mm-hmm. i'm not asking you to give me like you know, billion pesos a month or something like that. You know, I'm asking you to let me live my life. There are so many difficult situations that women have to go through every day. Just one fight. Let me win this one thing. You know, it felt like that a lot of the times. And I'm really proud of what we have accomplished. And I, I know that bigger things are coming, but like you said, it kind of feels like it's, it's a slow process. And especially when a cultural change has to be achieved in order for law to change you know right it takes a long time for generations to catch on and ideas to change and unfortunately you know like it's all just such a slow process like it would have been great if it if there weren't those women that had spent 60 years protesting for women's rights and you know, exactly. reproductive rights, but instead it did take that long for there to be enough pressure to actually create that change. Exactly, exactly. In the States, is it like legal everywhere or do you have like, it depends on the state? Yeah, so it is, it's funny. Uh, it's federally <laughs> legal, um, but actually in my home state, which I no longer live in, they just passed an amendment that said... <laughs> abortion was now illegal so it's still it's still a thing here um wow but i guess state funded uh abortion clinics or reproductive clinics 
will not be getting that funding anymore. So, wow. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> as as much as the world may look at the U.S. and be like, oh yeah, they're so far ahead. Uh, <laughs> no, we're still struggling with the same stupid stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, especially what we were talking about. You know, we we have talked about how like the the civil war was because of a racial issue and you still ha guys have that you know yep so and that's, you guys are still trying to figure that out so it's 